Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Have a fantastic episode for all of you listeners today as we are joined by yet another rising star in the men's tennis ranks. Of course, you probably know this guy best as a player who reached the number one singles ranking in the country this past college tennis season. A guy who's been a top 10 junior in the world, now up to a new career high of number 557 in the live ATP singles rankings, following back-to-back futures titles in Cancun. Of course, I'm referring to the University of Kentucky. Kentucky's Liam Draxel, who joins us on today's show to talk about his run of success in Mexico, what that success does for his confidence moving forward, in particular as we approach the 2022 college tennis season, and of course, why Liam chose to come back to college tennis, what it is about the sport that he's gravitated towards, what it is about the sport that seems to bring out his best level of play on the court. It is a fantastic conversation that I know all of you listeners are going to enjoy, of course, before before we get to it, just a couple of quick plugs. A, if you want to hear from another rising star in the men's ranks, go listen to the episode we posted yesterday with world number 103, former number one junior in the world, Holger Rune. You can hear all about his breakout 2021 season, how he plans to build on it in 2022. Of course, you can also find all of our Power 5 coaching conversations, trying to talk to every men's and women's Power 5 college tennis coach before the start of the 2022 season. All of that content also available on our website, crackrackets.com. Of course, you don't want to miss out on any of the mini break episodes we're doing either, any of the Great Shot podcasts as we are trying to cover every level of tennis here this offseason. Ensure you all remain the most well-informed, best-educated fans in the business entering the 2022 season. But you did not come to this podcast to hear me plug different episodes, which again, you can find entirely on crackrackets.com. No, you came here to hear from the number one college tennis player in the country. So without further ado, let's get to it. Here is my conversation with the one and only Liam Draxel. Joining us on the podcast for the first time today is a man who may be the most successful man in pro tennis in the month of December. He's coming off of back-to-back futures title these past two weeks in Mexico. Of course, he's also former top-ranked player in the nation, a University of Kentucky rising sophomore, junior, nomenclature is unclear. Nevertheless, it is a pleasure to be joined on the show today by University of Kentucky's Liam Draxel. Liam Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. First of all, thanks for having me, Alex. It's uh, it's going to be a fun podcast, so I'm, I'm looking at, looking forward to diving in here. Oh, absolutely. And we can get right into it. Your first two pro titles, back-to-back weeks. We have to start there. Talk to me about the confidence boost. How are you feeling? What clicked for you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel obviously really good and uh, a little bit more confidence going my way now after those two titles. Uh yeah, to be honest, this fall it hasn't been uh, hasn't been what I would what I would have hoped. Uh, I was struggling a little bit uh, throughout that that uh, that fall there playing futures. You know, uh, it's a little little different when you're playing in the spring and uh, throughout college tennis. You're you're winning so many matches, and then you know you play futures, especially in the states, and 
you're playing, you know, a, a really good player first round and, you know, you definitely could lose. You could be out first, first round and not even win a match that week. So, uh, you know, I lost a lot and, uh, I think I learned a lot. Uh, but I, I'm just proud of myself. I just kept working hard, kept my head down, uh, didn't get too down on myself. And I just kind of just kept, uh, kept going. And I think that was, that was kind of the key for me to, uh, finish the year so strong. And I'm, I was waiting on that uh, that first futures title, and it, and it finally came. And I was just so stoked when it when uh, when I finally won it in uh, Cancun. Then I got to to win another one in a row, which was just uh, kind of a cherry on top. Yeah, no. And let's be clear: you do a lot of winning during the college season. Not everyone's winning every week during <laughs> college tennis, but yeah, for you, it's a bit of a change up. And it's worth noting: you went seven and zero in tiebreakers the past two weeks. So it's not as though yeah. you weren't extended. It's not as though you were just cruising to every victory. Yeah, I seven- lost one tiebreak against Langmo in the first set. Did you- oh, you're right, seven and yeah. one. Excuse me, that was a yeah. six seven seven six seven six affair. Yeah. So I blocked that one out. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, again. Eight tiebreakers in two weeks, seven of them go your way. Yeah. Some of that to me, and tell me if I'm wrong here, is a tiebreaker easier after a season of no ad scoring? Are you just used to playing those sorts of pressure points? Like, I feel like if no ad's going to help you in your pro career, it's got to be in the tiebreakers. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a good point. I never uh, really thought of it like that. But for sure, you know, with all the no ad points and it's kind of like every point really matters. And then, you know, when you end up in a tie break in a pro event, obviously every point matters. So, yeah, I guess you're kind of used to being under that pressure of, you know, every point matters. You know, the deuce point, like one one point can kind of switch the momentum or steal you the set. So I definitely they are very similar. So yeah, that, that, that's a good point. But uh, I think there, there was a lot of tie breaks. Like uh, I don't really don't play that many tie breaks. I had a couple of six in the thirds. It's these balls we were using, man. Like <laughs> we were using these Dunlop balls, not the Dunlop ATP. Those are better. We were using these Dunlop. It was like kind of like a practice ball. So they're just like small little bullets. And it was like, it was really easy to serve with. Like uh, the ball kind of went through the air a lot quicker than normal. So everyone was like holding and, and serving well and serving, uh, more aces than than usual so yeah we were just holding back and forth holding back and forth and the next thing you know it, it a lot of the times it just turned out to, to to be a breaker to decide the to the set which i was really prepared for too i you know when i played langmo or mccormick i'm going into the third sets and i'm like this is probably going to be a breaker I, I don't see anyone <laughs> breaking here um so i you know you just kind of get prepared for it uh you know i i could kind of sense it coming and then you just you just try to squeak it out, which I uh, which I did, which was amazing. Yeah, and I want to talk about your game more in a little bit, but you mentioned this earlier. You played 15 pro events since the end of the season. That's a lot of tennis. It's a lot of pro action. I had someone once say to me that the difference between college tennis and the pros is college tennis, you only really need to be good two days of the week. Obviously, in pro tennis, you need to be good for six days, seven days. Otherwise, you're going to be going home early. I'm curious... What, you know, again, throughout your 15 um, tournaments of pro tennis, what's the biggest difference? What's the toughest transition going from that college season to playing a summer on the pros? Uh, I mean, one difference for me, it's quieter. <laughs> uh, it's a lot, a lot quieter. Uh, that's the one thing I kind of pick up on. Uh, but yeah, as you said, it's it's different because you're you're working your way through a draw on like just one match at a time in a spring season. Uh, but yeah, it's just a little bit more, 
quiet and yeah. professional. And I think you have to win with kind of your tennis game a little bit more. There's no kind of antics and, you know, all the chaos that goes on in a, in a dual match. So I'd say probably just the biggest difference is, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, I mean, you're just focusing on yourself and you're playing for yourself and you got to focus on your game and, you know, it's a lot, it's just a lot more individualized. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, you just, I don't even know where I'm getting at. It's just, it's just all you out there. It's not, it's not a team at all. Yeah. It's just a really different feeling and you're, and yeah, you just gotta, you gotta go out there and, and, and do your thing and really kind of just t- try to take care of business. And it, there's just different kind of aspects. Like you kind of got to manage your energy. You can't, mm-hmm you know, empty the tank out like all on one day. And yeah, there's just, there's a lot of different, different aspects to it. No, that's so interesting to hear you say, because obviously for people who have seen you compete in college, energy is not something Liam Drax will ever lax in and your intensity, (laughs) your fire is what makes you so captivating to, I think college tennis fans across the country. That said, you're right. Like, yes, you were playing a lot of guys with college ties, either current or former college players, but you know, I think, again, that energy, the energy you play with. I mean, I was at the NCAA tournament. I watched you come back 5-1 deficit after 5-1 deficit, and I watched having Mel on the sidelines, having Gab on the sidelines, what that did for your energy throughout that tournament. Do you scale it back in the pro? Like, the idea of watching a mute Liam Draxel, I just feel like that'll never happen, right? And why should it? Yeah, why should it happen? Never going to be mute, but not as much screaming as in the college match. So I I tone it down a little bit because, you know, it's it's really hot in Cancun. (laughs) I want to go deep. I was also doing pretty well in doubles with Cleve Harper. Uh, so I was playing a lot of matches and you just kind of got to manage it. And I think you have to focus on recovery a little bit more. Like, I'm, you know, I'm always trying to, uh, you know, relax when I have the time. I'm doing mobility. I'm stretching. You know, I'm taking care of my body the best I can. Uh, obviously, you have to do that through the season. But especially, you know, when you're playing two matches every single day for three weeks in a row, uh, you, you really got to take care of your body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, that's one aspect of it. The other, and I know it's the futures level, and again, there are a lot of guys with college ties. I mean, you could see Tristan McCormick later this season for Georgia, and you just saw him mm-hmm. twice. And obviously, Christian Langmo, a former Miami guy, you saw him a couple of times. You saw Boyton a couple mm-hmm. of times over the summer. All these, you know, Ben Shelton as well, all these different college guys. I'm curious from a level perspective. How different was the action in Cancun, the action in Champaign? I mean, I'm sure it helps that there's a lot of college guys in there, but how different yeah. is that from playing one singles week in, week out? Right. So your question is, how's the how, level? How different is the level? Um, it's ah, uh, it's tough. Um, I would say that. Overall, I feel like it's pretty similar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Overall, I think college is probably a little bit stronger. Uh, there's no easy matches in college, no <laughs> easy matches in college and, and futures, you know, just stuff can kind of go your way. People mm-hmm. maybe fold a little bit. Uh, you know, your draw can maybe open up a little bit uh, so you can get some fortune. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you get a couple of quick matches in a future, which is really nice to have, which is important to have. Uh, but in, in college, there's no such thing as a quick, easy match. So uh, I guess college tennis is a lot more physical. And especially when you play on court one, 
you're going to be up against a really good player and they're going to be really fired up. Uh, they're going to try to take it to you and uh, try to try to take you out. So I, I would say it's a college is probably a bit stronger at the yeah. top and especially, you know, I mean, I could just list off like so many good players right now, but <laughs> yeah. I think college tennis is really strong at the moment. So I would give it a slight edge to uh, college for sure. And yeah. that's also basing it off of like uh, futures in America. You, you, you go outside America, it, it gets weaker and yeah. it, it's only going to get weaker. No, that's so fascinating to hear and a ringing endorsement, by the way, for college tennis, the fact that it does prepare you so well for the future circuit. And again, uh, you know, I want to talk about your game as we go through this podcast, but I have to ask, I know you were chasing those first futures titles for a while. Now you win the first one and you're like, well, might as well play this last event in Cancun since I'm here, since I've got some momentum, but now you've won two in a row. What does Liam Draxel do to celebrate? Uh, I mean, uh, I was with my dad. He also, he's been, he's coached me all my life. So it was nice for him to, to be there for those two weeks. He came down for the last two weeks and I, I won them both. So it was amazing to have, uh, my dad there. Uh, I, my mom was there previously, but, uh, they kind of switched roles, which was unfortunate. It would be nice to have them uh, both there, but you know, not, not, nothing much. We just went out, uh, to, to a nice dinner in the, like the hotel zone, like the, the resort area of Cancun and, had a nice meal and then uh, just kind of packed up, had a, had a flight uh, the next morning and, and I uh, flew up to, to Canada. So nothing crazy, just kind of just enjoying the moment uh, with my dad and then had a nice dinner and now I'm, I'm back with, with my family. And uh, so, yeah, it's just it's nice to be back with family. Yeah, that's no fun. In my head, I'm going to say you went out in Cancun. You threw a yeah. massive party. Those are the rumors I'm going to start yeah. spreading. That yeah. The whole family was there. There was bottle service. Yeah. It all went yeah. nuts. Uh, but, no, again, congratulations to you because I know that's something you were pursuing so passionately. And to get those titles, obviously, it's a testament to the confidence you built throughout the course of the season, throughout the course of these past few years. And I kind of want to go in reverse order here in your career because you look at last season, 21-2. and two, uh, at the number one single spot for Kentucky. Obviously, that's a heck of a year, and you already alluded to it, uh, you know, how difficult it is playing that number one spot week in, week out. And, you know, I know you had a few weeks in the 2020 season to sort of acclimate yourself to college tennis and sort of get a rhythm for what the level was going to be like. But when you look at a number like that, I have to ask, what clicked so well? for you last season what allows you as you know in your first full dual match year to go 21 and 2 at the number one spot yeah yeah I mean uh it's a good question Uh, I don't even know how it's uh really done (laughs) but uh yeah I think it's not just how it started and how it went uh during the spring it's a lot of preparation uh for the spring um I was playing a lot of exhibition UTR matches, whatever you want to call them, uh, at Saddlebrook in the summer of 2020. And I think, uh, I, I kind of leveled up a little bit, uh, there playing a lot of great players and I've eaten a lot of, a lot of great players and, uh, my UTR went up super high and, and that gave me a bunch of confidence, uh, over that summer. So that kind of got me going into that, to my sophomore year there. And then, uh, I had a good fall, uh, played well in the fall. And then uh, I just kind of carried the momentum, I guess, through through to the spring. And, you know, I just started off. Obviously, you know, you know that I'm a, uh, I'm a good competitor. And I just, you know, obviously I want to go out there and win, win every match. And that's what I try to do. Uh, I just go out there and, and do my best. I work hard, try to do the right things. And then 
the the results will will follow. I have a theory that it's actually a permission structure system at Kentucky. And what I mean by that is Mel starts yelling and then you see it and you're like, okay, so we can start yelling now. Okay, cool. Let's start doing that. And just that energy. But it does feel like you have grappled, you know, you have gravitated towards college tennis and your energy has shined through in this format in a way that brings out the best in your game. I'm curious, getting that opportunity, because college tennis is so different than the pro tennis life, as you've mentioned, so different different (laughs) than the juniors as well, has, again, what does that energy do for your tennis, you know, that intensity, and how how has that benefited your development? Yeah, I mean, I think when I get into that zone, I'm getting really pumped up, and I'm super loud, I, uh, I honestly believe that's one of the best. Well, that's the best tennis I play is when I can get into that to, into that zone where I, you know I'm just I'm gunning for it. You know I'm not not afraid of anything and I'm just just getting pumped up out there with my boys and just you know just keeping it simple. Just you know it's just come it comes naturally to me. It's not like I'm trying to put on you know this whole front of this whole energy and screaming. Uh, you know I it just it just comes out of me. It's just what just who I am. I'm a, I'm a big competitor and, 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 and yeah, I can just, uh, it just happens so naturally and automatically. And when I just can get into that zone, uh, in the, in those matches and I'm getting really pumped up, I think it, I, I play my best tennis that way for sure. Mm-hmm. And do you feel, I mean, look, I, you can answer this question. No, it might be a stupid question, but do you give that extra energy? Do you think the guys draw off of it, you know, again, at that number one spot? Are there yells you'll throw out there where you're like, all right, I, that one wasn't for me. That one was for, you know, lop it out down on four. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you scream the odd yeah. odd one, like, uh, you know, that's a sad on one or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. like those those types of ones are for yeah. sure for, for the team. But just what I'm saying, like, come on, let's go. Uh, yeah. That's just – that's just coming from my match for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh that's half the fun. And again, for your team last season, you guys go, I believe, nineteen and eight overall on the year. And just, you know, again, all of this different success, you're able to become a top sixteen seed. You're able to, you know, host an NCAA region. Talk to me about the season. What clicked so well from the guys? What growth did you see? Yeah. Yeah, I can talk a lot, uh talk a lot here, but yeah, I think our team's super close. We're all mm-hmm. super good friends. I think that's that's the biggest part, honestly. Just you know, going to battle uh, with the brothers beside you that you know you really like, and uh, we're all so so tight. I think that that really helps, and it, it just makes it better. It makes the environment better. It's fun to train, fun to compete, fun to travel, fun to hang out with. Uh, so I think that's everything uh, to to have a a good environment and a good culture and uh, really like your teammates. Um, you know, there's there's no drama or anything like that going on uh, on the Kentucky team. Uh, so that's that's one aspect that I think is is really important to have and not a lot of, not like it's hard to, to get that on a, on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I knew we, I knew we had had potential. I knew a lot of players on, uh, on, on this year's team, last year's team, uh, you know, we're, we're good, man. Uh, we got a lot of good players and I think, uh, we're only going to get better. We're only going to improve. Uh, you know, I think that's what Kentucky's really good at. We're, we're good at developing players. Um, you know, if you look at everyone coming in, uh, they, they've, they've improved a lot, you know, Gab coming in, you, 
wasn't that good of a junior. And then uh, he comes to Kentucky and he, he improved so much. And now he's ranked number four in the nation. You look at Malen, he transferred from Gardner Webb, went to a, you know, a, a smaller school. And then uh, he improved so much over one year. It, it was crazy how much he improved and his work ethic is outstanding. Uh, you look at Caesar Bourgois, he came in as a walk-on and then he turned into an All-American in doubles. I mean, just, it just goes on and on. So uh, I think our, our coaching staff is is one of the best in the nation for sure. And uh, they, they know how to develop all the, all the all of us and they know uh, what to say to uh, uh, during a dual match as well. So, um, yeah, I just think we're super, super close as teammates. The coaching staff is great. And, uh, you know, as, as the years go on, you know, I think myself, my teammates, we're, we're only going to improve our games and, and become better tennis players. Talk to me about the experience your team got from that Arizona round of 32 match. And again, I warned you beforehand, you might swear at me. I think this is the question that you might do it after. Uh, but to <laughs> me, you know, watching that match, obviously it's a 4-2 match and Arizona is able to take the doubles point. But it's worth remembering you guys take, I think it's four first sets in singles. And watching that match, it just felt like you guys used so much energy to try and take those first four sets in singles. And you put so much energy into that first hour of singles that as the match went on, uh, that, you know, slowly but surely, it felt like you guys just kind of ran out of a little juice at the end of that match. And that Arizona just in the track meet, you know, they just they were able to run the marathon as opposed to you guys trying to run six different sprints. I'm curious if that was your guys' takeaway from the match. And again, what sort of taste that left in your mouth as you built this offseason? Yeah, well, uh, I think we're a better doubles team. That's for sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, I think even, I mean, yeah, uh, I think that's, uh, I think we're, we should have got the doubles point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, that should have been the start. I honestly probably think Arizona was expecting to lose the doubles point. Uh, I think that was, that was an upset there to get the doubles point uh for them and then and then yeah when you know the the double weight doubles point slips away from us um and then you know arizona's really good at 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 singles one through six they're all fighters man they're uh they're tough they all make a ton of balls they're grinders they're gritty they're they're competitors so uh a lot of credit to them uh you know they they got a great team uh i respect them but uh yeah i think um it was, it was a tough loss. I don't think our guys were expecting, you know, to lose. They, I don't think uh, before the match, you're like, oh, this is going to be our last match of the season. Yeah. You know, uh, we really wanted to get down to to Orlando in the Sweet 16. But uh, it just didn't go our way. And, uh, yeah, about marath- marathon, sprint stuff. Uh, yeah, I actually lost the first set, so I didn't know we uh, – no, I, looking back, you're right. I, I screwed that up. I think you guys got three, but you lost okay. that first, but you had already started coming back in the second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought we could do it without the doubles point for sure, uh, you know, because we, we had a lot of talent uh, on each line. So, I, you know, I thought it was for sure possible. But, uh, yeah, I don't even, it's, it's all so blurry, you know, and you're in the <laughs> yeah. moment what even happens, especially in our outdoor facility. Yeah. I was on the stadium court, so – I honestly like you don't even really know what what's happening on yeah. on three four five six. Um, but yeah, I I had a tough match there. Uh, I, I ended up coming back and and winning. It was super weird. Mm-hmm. I lost the first set, and then 
I think there was eight breaks in a row in the second set or something like that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, there was eight breaks in a row, I think. And then it was like four all and I was serving and I was like, man, I, I was just up a break four separate times. Like, <laughs> how, like how, how am I supposed to hold now? Like, this is this is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I got a hold and then that like kind of won me the the set <laughs> I won it I was up a hold so I got I got that second set and then I kind of ran away with it in the in the third but yeah the other point was Malen right he won yeah. at three he won in straights he took care of his opponent uh pretty well but then yeah uh I think it probably yeah it was Josh and and Gab who Gab lost four in the third and then I think Josh was about to start the third set tie break. So yeah, uh, college tennis, it's for sure really physical, as I mm-hmm. said, like 30 minutes ago. Um, so yeah, you, you need to, you need to be in good shape because you, you, you spend so much energy in, in doubles and you're screaming and it's, and there's more pressure in college tennis. So that kind of pays a toll on your legs, you know, your legs feel heavier than usual. So, uh, yeah, maybe they, they were just a little bit, uh, too tough for us that uh that day but i think uh, we learned we learned a lot from it yeah and now you know as you look ahead towards this season i mean you guys bring back the majority of the crew and you know you bring in a couple of new guys as well in jj mercer in um blanking here on uh once yeah yeah exactly thank you and look there's a lot of talent on the roster. I know you've been playing the Futures, but talk to me about the fall, what you've heard about the guys. It does feel like the depth this season on your roster, just absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think uh, the coaching staff has definitely uh, put the guys to work this fall. Uh, they've been working their butts off. Uh, and I think, you know, we're really getting the hang of, uh, you know, the, that, that perfect culture for, for a, uh, a college tennis team. I think our, our culture is uh, is very good, and, and we're starting to focus more on on culture. And uh, the coaches are, you know, they're, they're they're working them hard as a team. And I think, uh, you know, when when a team, you know, they're they're on the practice courts working their butt off, their their coaches are screaming at you. You know, I think that kind of brings you even closer. So uh, I know I know my guys uh, and Lex have been uh, putting in work this fall. And I, uh, you know, I obviously have total uh, trust in, in the coaches and the players. Everyone just wants to get better, and it's a it's a big uh, competitive environment. So I'm 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 positive uh, uh, that we did that did a great job this fall, and we're we're ready for the spring. Yeah. Is it the coaches that brought you to college tennis? Was it Cedric? Was it Matt? I mean, obviously now you get the chance to work as Pete as well. But how does Liam Draxel, who was a top ten junior in the world, and I'm sure you know, obviously continues to have pro aspirations, end up doing a tour at Kentucky? Yeah, well, uh, I trained at Saddlebrook uh, at high school, and and Matt was my coach at Saddlebrook before he took the job at Kentucky. He coached me in my for grade nine, grade ten, grade eleven, and then. My uh, in grade twelve, he took the job at Kentucky, and then, you know, obviously uh, we stayed in touch. He he started recruiting me, and then I took a visit, uh, of of course, because <laughs> because Matt was my coach for for a couple of years there, uh, and then yeah, just once I took the visit, uh, I like that visit the best. It's uh, it's, it's pretty simple, and you know, I I met Cedric. I really like Cedric. Uh, you know he. I met with him in his office and, uh, you know, I, I realized that 
he's a great coach and he's great at developing players, uh, not only to be successful at the college level, but uh, for the pro level. And I think that's a big focus uh, uh, about Kentucky too. It's, it's very professional and uh, we're all trying to develop uh, the right way to, to go beyond college tennis and to be professional tennis players. So uh, really pro based um, and I'm, you know, love the coaches, love the guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's, Give me a young Matt and young uh, – because I know Matt – so story, and he may have shared this with you before, and I think I've shared this with listeners before, but when I was 16 years old, yeah, going into my senior year of high school, right before our season, I went down to Saddlebrook in the summer for a week with a buddy because we were like, why not? Yeah, Yeah. so give me – so while there, a young man by the name of Matt Gordon, who at the time (laughs) probably – you know, not young anymore, but at the time was probably 26, 27 years old, fresh out of Coastal Carolina with his double partner (laughs) by the name of Pete Billingham who is yep. now, of course, Pepperdine assistant, and they were just the guys. That was the squad. So give me some young Matt and Pete stories. I feel Because I know from my week experience, I was like, I think Matt made me puke. I mean, I don't think. Yeah. I know, day one. And I blame the clay and the heat yeah. and just my Michigan <laughs> exterior. Um, Matt, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But that's just Matt being Matt, it feels like. It's, like those guys were always so fun. I imagine, again, that re- Matt recruits himself, right? Like, Just talk to me about the coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah, well, Matt and Pete, uh, they they both both worked with me. I both traveled with them uh, to ITS. We played that ITF B one and in Tulsa, and Matt and Pete, you know, took took the Saddlebrook Juniors to to that tournament. So a lot of lot of fun times. Uh, they're just both great guys. That's yeah. that's pretty much all there is to say. They're 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 great people, great guys, and it's just so fun to be around. And and when you're that 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 nice and that that genuine and they just they're so positive and they truly want what's best for the players it's just you know so fun to go out there and 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 practice with them or travel with them uh so it doesn't even feel like you know you're you're working hard or you know this is like oh you know i gotta gotta go practice today i gotta win my match today it's just you know it's just bantering having a good time (laughs) And uh, just when it's time to, to play your match, you, you focus and try your best, and that's uh, that's it. But Could they're, Matt they're crack really... the doubles lineup right now? Like, I feel like he still could. Could Matt? Yeah. I think, I, I think he could. <laughs> yeah. I think he could be effective at, at three for sure. Yeah. Maybe Matt and Pete get some eligibility. They could for sure tear it up. So I'm saying <laughs> let the winners play the two best assistant coaches just for all yeah. of our entertainment because yeah, um, yeah. that would be delightful. Yeah. Uh, Pete, I know Pete has an absolute <laughs> cannon of a serve. He can serve yeah. like 130s. He got a huge serve. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to listen to this though, but yeah. when I was playing the Carson final um, yeah. in juniors and, you know, like no one, no one was there anymore because it's Sunday or whatever. And he, he tried to warm me up, uh, Pete. <laughs> yeah. And we were just rallying through the metal and just a couple rallies went by and he's just like spraying balls, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, he walks off the court and then he comes back just like with a box of balls and then just starts feeding me because he just couldn't rally. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, pretty funny. Yeah. Um, no, Matt, yeah. as a, Matt as a player, huge competitor. Yeah. He's got a great forehand. And his, his backhand's a little dicey, I'm not going to lie, but just the experience and just the competitiveness, I think I think they could get it done still. 
Mm-hmm. No, and talking about that competitiveness, I'm curious what life at Saddlebrook is like for you as a high schooler and just the traveling yeah. and the burden of all of it. Uh, obviously, again, you have fit like a hand in a glove in college tennis and that energy, that team environment you seem to thrive in. It feels like that's the opposite of what Saddlebrook is. And so I'm curious how, you know, again, talk to me yeah. about that, you know, the four years or however long you were there for. Yeah, well, with the team environment and stuff, and I think my personality sure. uh, suits well. I I think that you know that's just that's just my individual personality that mm-hmm. you know matched up with college tennis uh, very well. So, uh, but yeah, my time at Saddlebrook was amazing. I also love golf, so <laughs> it was kind of heaven on earth playing tennis <laughs> and golf every day. Uh, Would it, you play like because there are the two holes right behind the tennis courts, right, or at least that yeah, that side yeah, bank by the gym? Is it just like yeah, times. practice is done. Let's go play the two holes. Let's go back to the dorms. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, uh, I had a little place there around around the the big pool, and sure. uh, it's it's great because you're in such a great environment. Like when I first started training there at 14. You know, a bunch of the American pros were there, Isner, Kudla, Smichek. And, uh, you know, that was kind of my first time being exposed to, like, professional tennis players and seeing them up close and seeing how they train and how they they, uh, train in the weight room. And it was just kind of eye-opening. And it's it was just a really cool environment to be around. Uh, There's so many good players, a bunch of professionals there, and – coach you know matt pete they were great the coaching staff was uh amazing they uh they uh it was it was great you know just going out there grinding in the heat yeah. the courts are so slow uh court nine <laughs> courts nine and ten you know i was practicing with noah Schachter and ryan gets almost every day that was kind of my my group and uh they were they're two years older than me so it was uh it was really good for me there they kicked my <laughs> the, the, the whole time there um so it was amazing. A uh, bunch of good pros, bunch of good juniors. Uh, coaches were great, great guys, and just the environment was was really cool. And it was kind of like the first environment I experienced where there was professionals around, and you know, you 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 get to know them a little bit, pick their brain, and uh, you, you learn a lot. Mm-hmm. And just hearing that role, and, and you know, you mentioned it, you you love that grind, you love that fight. I think it manifests itself in your game. You know, it's not a Liam Draxel match until you're six feet behind the baseline and, you know, just tracking down everything, sliming your way through a couple points and ultimately, yeah. you know, getting through yeah, that finish it's, line. It's all those Saddlebrook drills where you can go, like, two cross one line for <laughs> for about, like, an hour in a row, no break, no water, no anything. In the Florida humidity, it's just grind. You just hit a bunch of balls. That's, like, their that's their whole kind of motto. You just – you grind, you hit a bunch of forehands and backhands, you learn how to make balls, and you just battle. <laughs> yeah, and you can see that, again, in your game, that that's the foundation, right? It's just like, look, I'm going to outwork you. I am going to outphysical you on the court. But <laughs> I am curious, yeah, and, you know, usually it works. Sometimes it doesn't, as we've seen. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like watching you play – 
secret good, you know, a sneaky good first serve. Like, I feel like that first serve's becoming a weapon. The first forehand's <laughs> becoming a weapon. Again, third-party perspective, let's be clear. You'd yeah. kick my ass. Uh, yeah. But maybe not in the two-cross one line. I still got yeah. some lags. Like, I can yeah. still move a little bit. But, uh, no, I'm just okay, – is that something, as you've gone throughout your career, is that something you are focusing on as you're making that transition from college, high-ranking junior to the pros is just – developing those, you know, plus one weapons, shortening points, making things a little easier? Because I feel like the physicality part, that's already there. Right. Yeah. That's what I, you know, that's, that's what I was kind of going to say, you know? Yeah. I, I think I got the making balls and, and grinding kind of game style down pat. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just trying to, you know, add those little tools that uh, uh, I'll need to have in, in the future, you know, like a, like a bigger serve, a bigger forehand, uh you know just a little bit a couple more weapons uh you know getting a little closer to the baseline uh just playing a little bit more aggressive just a little bit more uh Mm -hmm. you know nothing crazy needs to change it's just you know maybe on a bigger point you get that short ball and you know you you got to rip it um Well, I feel like on the serve in particular and I don't mean to cut you off but like watching the NCAAs last year I forget I mean, it wasn't the McNally – or not McNally. You played McNally first, but it was – who'd you play in the quarters? In the quarters, it was yeah. – yeah, that's who it was. And in that match, it just felt like, again, watching the court positioning flip throughout that one. It felt like, you know, so, you know, in the first set, it felt like he was dictating. He was a little bit more of the aggressor slowly, but surely you flipped that match. And it also felt like, you know, you're only going to crank it up to 125 on that first serve when you're down 1540. Like if you're up 4015, you might throw a kick into the body. You might throw something yeah. off speed. Just get this. So, but I feel like you you like that play uh, that pace when your back is against the wall. Like I feel like that. I, again, I might be uh, I might be no, wrong here, but is that is there yeah, something to that? Um, no, I mean, I think my serve definitely has you know potential. I, yeah. You know, I think I think my motion is pretty solid. Uh, you know, it, it it has potential. I'm pretty tall i'm tall enough to, to to be a big server uh you know and it's it's a work in progress but uh yeah sometimes yeah sometimes i think when i'm break point down i i kind of maybe come up with my best serves you know sometimes i can sneak in a couple on returnables which is uh huge um i think i'm the type of player you know when i think when i know i need to come up with that shot on that point it's better for my mentality and I will come up with that shot. So I guess that's kind of what you're getting at when I hit yeah. a big serve down break point. Yeah, no, and it's so funny to hear you tall. I feel like you're what, six two, you know, six one, six two, six whatever one. it yeah. may be. Yeah. yeah. And yet on your roster, that's like tiny. It's like short. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, yeah. You're I'm in short. that team Yeah, the team photo, you're like, guys, like, come on, what are we yeah. doing here? Yeah. Um yeah. but I'm curious again, getting to the college aspect. Has the doubles helped your singles game? Has playing doubles helped you just find, you know, again, first four hands, forcing your way forward? Has it helped with your aggressive tools? Yeah, 100%. Well, I always could volley yeah. since I was a young age. Uh, I think if someone knows about my game style that I'm an all-quarter, I'm yeah. not just a, a guy back there. Uh, I'm very good at volleying and slicing and mixing it up. I think that's probably my my biggest weapon. And not a lot of people these days can come forward uh, and, and volley, but I, I sure can. I, I believe <laughs> myself in that for sure. Um, you know, I won the Lexing Challenger with Stefan Kozlov, had a bunch of success in doubles as well. Um, so, yeah, doubles for sure. It's uh, it's great for singles. I would totally, you know, 
say to any juniors or any players coming up that doubles definitely helps your singles and you know go out there play doubles every week try your best work on doubles because it, it will help in singles as you said you know finishing points off at the net coming forward maybe mixing in a serving volley all those things are very important to to be a good singles player you need to you need to have those little tools that uh you can imply when uh, when you need to in a match. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the Draxel school of thought, start every first set down 3-0. Just trust yeah. me. It's going to help <laughs> yeah. you move forward. Yeah, it'll wake you yeah. up. Yeah, it's Lose like the that first. shot of coffee. The first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so again, with all of this said, and, you know, I still I want to ask you a couple other things before I let you go. But the big question I'm sure college tennis fans will have is, look, you were number one in the country. And no, you didn't win an NCAA title, but, you know, you're the number one seed. You make a deep run all the way through to the semis. And just, you know, again, you've done a lot of things that there are. You've checked off a lot of check marks on your college tennis, on the college tennis accomplishment list more broadly you win two futures events. You know, I think you're at a career high in the live rankings, 557 yep. as we're recording. Like two this. spots, yep. yeah. Yeah, big two spots up, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. It, you put it on the board, man. It shifts yeah. the number. Uh, yeah. But with that in mind, the question is why come back? You know, what what is it that you feel like you still have left to do at Kentucky? Yeah, well, I love it. I love college tennis. That's, that's why I'm coming back. Uh, I have my most fun playing in a dual match. Uh, it's more fun than playing a futures in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think our team could be really good this year. Uh, we get most guys coming back except Caesar. Um, but, uh, I think we're, we're going to do really well. And I think, uh, succeeding as a team is something we haven't maybe done at the highest level, uh, in my time there. And I, I want to experience that, you know, I want to, I want to win my match. I want to win for the team. I want our team to do well. And I, and that, that excites me. Uh, and also, you know, I still still think I can I can improve as as a player, and I think Matt, Cedric, Pete, they're they're all gonna be there for me throughout the six months or the the, the whole semester I'm there, and I'm I'm gonna improve as well. I'm looking forward to the practice, the practice with the guys, the fitness. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to the whole the whole the whole experience. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely uh, don't don't count me out yet. Uh, college tennis no i we're happy to hear it obviously college tennis is a better place with liam draxel in it um all right with that said let's rapid fire around just gonna jump around from a question standpoint talk to me about the brooksby match because to me that's like the spider-man meme manifesting itself as a tennis match where you're just kind of like wait you don't miss either i don't miss like that's my thing what the hell man uh so how is that match i'm just curious you played a lot of pro tennis this i think you know 27 and 14 overall here this year which again pretty good year considering the 21 and 2 in college as well but talk to me about that brooksby match to get to play it on your home courts as well lexington challenger regardless of the result i imagine it was a fun experience yeah yeah it was it was fun what can i say you know a uh, good amount of people came out to support me, which was really cool. And I gave it my best effort. Uh, I played pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, he, he, he doesn't miss a ball. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think his, his serve was kind of underrated. Mm-hmm. He made so many first serves. I, like almost <laughs> never had a second serve look. Uh, he was making so many first serves and or that, that, court number one's pretty quick and he was just kind of sliding it and his placement was really good either t or wide mm-hmm. uh so the whole match you know he was holding like so easy because he was making first serves and obviously he's so polished 
off the ground. I just make a return, but I drop it short. You know, he's he's taking care of that for sure. Yeah. Uh, so he's just holding that like love, easy, easy, and then. You know, then it's my my turn my turn to serve, and I don't think I served as as well as I could have. So I was just grinding through my service games. I was always just fighting down like love thirty. So uh, yeah, he took care of his serve really well, and uh, I think everyone knows this. But you know, he just doesn't make unforced errors. He doesn't give you anything. You have to win every single point. Like not no exaggeration. People say that, but like that's the truth with this guy. You he literally won't give you a single shot you know so competitive he wants like every single point mm-hmm. so uh it was super physical I lost six three six three um but yeah it was a good experience playing you know I, how i don't even know what he's ranked top 50 player yeah. uh one of the hottest players on tour mm-hmm. um so it was a great experience um no yeah, I, I like I, this and you're giving me way better scouting reports than i would ever realize myself so i may jump around here and get a couple players talk to me about jerry sheng who obviously top ranked junior yeah, uh yeah. you got the chance to play him at vero beach i think 16 years old how good is he yeah he's he's good man uh, <laughs> yeah. he's got huge firepower uh yeah. he can he can hit a winner from anywhere on the court and it was on green clay and you know, the balls get super fluffy on clay and it doesn't even matter. He can still rifle a winner from anywhere on the court. So much power forehand and backhand are just super good, super solid. And when he try when he, when he loosens up a little bit and, and tries to sting a ball, it's, it's not coming back that that's for sure. So he's got, I'm, I'm surprised, you know, I obviously was, was fighting very hard that match. Uh, and for a 16 year old, I, I can't believe how mentally tough he is. Uh, he's so, you know, stable mentally, uh, throughout, throughout the match, throughout his great run there. He won three futures in like a month. Uh, he also played Duarte Valley like a bunch of times in those futures. And he, uh, took both of us out, uh, I think like in straight sets. So, uh, at 16 years old, he's, he's beaten the, the, the top college guys. So, uh, he's for sure got a, a very bright future. Yeah. Uh, I, but one word to describe him is just power and yeah. winner. <laughs> Did you at the match? You're like, Hey, Kentucky. You're like, just yeah. I'm yeah. putting it on the radar right now. Yeah. We could get you eligible in January. Yeah. Just find yeah. some eligibility. Yeah, yeah exactly. Down. You can play one man. It's all yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bell's a double specialist. Anyways, we don't need yeah. him in the singles lineup. We can pull him. You've got a spot right there. Me, you gab, we roll. Um, no, that that's fun. It's yeah. You hear that power. And I think that's been, you know, some of these guys, because it's interesting, you know, and I, I'm curious, is this the longest you've gone in an interview without the name Shapovalov or Felix coming up? Because I feel like I'm really yeah, trying to put yeah, it. That's, yeah, it does come up in pretty much everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to ask about them in terms of, oh, Tennis Canada. But I will say you look at guys like that or Rublev or any of these young guys, and it's the sound Definitely. coming off the racket where you're just yeah. like, you hit the ball bigger than I have. Yeah. Like, I watched an FAA practice and a Delpo practice, and I swear to God, it sounds like a, you know, a ship is taking off. Every time yeah. Felix connects on a forehand, yeah. you know, I, I feel like, again, crazy. yeah, and I feel like you're kind of the zag in terms of the game style. You you use your athleticism, you absorb, you redirect, and, you know, mm-hmm. these sorts of things. Getting to play these power players, I'm curious, again, like, is that the difference between the top guys and, you know, what you're working towards is just they have those weapons, they have those serves to make things just a little bit easier for themselves? For sure, yeah. Yeah, they have they have all the weapons in the world and all the pop on the ball, all the power that 
you know, I definitely could, could, could use in my game a little bit more. And I think if I do add that, I'll, I'll definitely become, uh, a lot better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd, I'd have a lot more success and I think I'd be uh, a real tough out if I could add that power as, as you were saying, mm -hmm. uh, because I, you know, I, I have those, those, you know, the, the, the feel and the all court game and the instincts, you know, I, I have that and I, it's one of the best. Um, mm -hmm. so if I, yeah, I just need the, if I add the, those, those weapons and, uh, and the big serve, big forehand, I think, uh, I could definitely yeah. be good. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. Well, we're looking forward to it. All right. Well, with that said, I want to give you the chance to throw some teammates under the bus because obviously, you know, we, we, uh, in college tennis, you spend more time with your teammates than you do everyone else. And eventually you end up living with them, all of these different yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, so also, are you living with any of your teammates this year? Yeah. Milan. Oh, that'll be fun. So yeah, I, was gonna I, say, li I lived with them last year too. So yeah, been, uh, been, been living with him for almost, yeah, for like two years now. Is that the roommate on the road as well? Uh, yeah, we mix it up, but yeah, Milan usually, yeah, Milan a lot. So yeah, I spend a lot of time with Milan. <laughs> yeah. So let me give the flip side here. Who's the teammate you don't want to room with on the road? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I mean, it's not like there's like one guy just popped in in my head. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, good. Sounds like you're good with any of them. Yeah, yeah, good with pretty much good, good with any of them. Uh, Would they yeah, say you? Because they'd be like, "Look, Draxel's not going to stop talking." You're like, "Yeah, you know, Draxel." I don't know who, if someone would choose me. Maybe I'm uh, too loud or something for them. But <laughs> maybe I'm the problem. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Messiest locker in the locker room. That's me. <laughs> yeah, that's me. One hundred percent. Oh, I like it. Who's the guy on the team you want to go get dinner with? Mel excluded, because that's the roommate. Teamit. Yeah. Yeah. I love he man so much. I, everyone loves he man. He's, he's the best guy on the team. He's so nice. Never a dull moment with he man. So for sure. He man. I like it. Give me the most intense practice rivalry because you hear, you know, I know there are two guys who got to oh, go Gab. at it. Gab. Yeah. You versus Gab, Gab? or Sorbo actually. Gab <laughs> or Sorbo. Yeah. I, I played Gab in a best three out of five match one time uh, last spring. And I lost 21-19 in the fifth. It was, <laughs> it was a battle, and I lost it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I I practiced with, with Sorbo the most, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, like 85% of the time, like, I take, you know, me and Sorbo, we're going at it. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a great, great friend of mine. I've known him my, my whole junior career, and, and he's such a hard worker. And uh, – I think he's a great guy to practice with. Uh, so we love practicing with each other. We make, make each other be better. And uh, yeah, Sorbo is definitely my guy for practice. I love it. Well, again, I, I, you can answer no comment here, but there's always an answer and it's just practice. And this is how you get under teammates skin. This is how everyone gets better, but most likely to hook you in practice. Uh, to throw a hook. Is, is it Matt? Like Matt will call a ball out and you're like, Matt, come on now. I mean, if it's a coach, it's for sure Pete. He's just trying to like <laughs> get everyone rattled, and yeah, it's it's Pete. Yeah, yeah, for sure Pete. He's trying to stir the pot, like he's you know he's saying all this nonsense, and he's just trying to get everyone going, but which is good because that's what you're gonna see in a real match. But it's for sure Cobalt. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. I love yeah. it. Well, all right, give me match you're most looking forward to playing this season. Uh 
so many good ones. Uh, I think we have a nice home schedule, like yeah. in the SEC. I was say Florida and Tennessee are coming to town this year, right? Yeah, Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida are all are, are all coming to home. So, uh, yeah, you got to look forward to to all three of those mm-hmm. for sure. Lexington quietly a tennis town. Uh, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. We got a lot of juniors, you know, practicing at the courts. Matt, Cedric, Pete, they all work with them. Uh and and they're good, man. Uh they got a lot of a lot of young talent and uh they're super into tennis. They love tennis. Um uh, so yeah, it, it is a tennis town. Yeah. No, it, it's fun to see that crowd. And again, was I gotta mention the legend Carrie Rubin as well. Yeah, Absolute course. legend. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, I was cry like I wanted to come watch you guys play. Oh, I wanted to come watch my Wolverines play uh, against Arizona, and I was like, oh, I'll come in the round of thirty-two. Like when they play Kentucky, I'll come to that match. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so that one was tough. But no, I, I'm trying to get down there because obviously Challengers down there, and there's a lot of good yeah. tennis. I, so you you haven't came to Lexington yet. I went there, so we did this event at Top Seed Tennis Club, and so we were down in Lexington, and we were staying down. We were, like, right by Rupp in some Airbnb, and so I've seen Lexington. I like it. I mean, it's it's a fun town, right? Like, I have to imagine the college lifestyle. It's got to be nice, especially having been at Saddlebrook and having gotten to travel on the program. It's got to be nice to have Lexington as the home base. Yeah, yeah, that is for sure, and that's kind of uh, a nice thing about college. You're always kind of rooted in in one place which is your school lexington for me so it's nice yeah to always you know go back there and you know you're only gone for the weekend and you you spend most of the week uh in lexington in your apartment in your own bed so yeah it's it, lexington's definitely a good spot mm-hmm. all right last one for you you could replay any match from your career what do you pick replay any match uh there's got to be one that stands out win or loss yeah um I'm going to try to throw it way back. Uh, <laughs> Boys eight. It was yeah. me versus Schachter. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. I, let me think about it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of, I'm looking through junior orange bowl quarterfinals. Like, you know, yeah, I got play better third there. I got off in the quarters there. But, um, yeah. I mean, obviously one that sticks out right. I write as of right now is, uh, against Langmo for my first pro title because it was six seven seven six seven six eight yeah. six in the tie break. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll 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 get an older one. Honestly, probably winning under twelve nationals was was big for me. Yeah, my first like nationals title. Mm-hmm. I played kind of my rival in the final, Daniel Fainbloom, and uh, <laughs> I was such a moonballer back then. Like <laughs> I was indoors, like almost hitting the balls like into the roof. I was hitting it so high. Yeah. And I was just such a pusher, such a fighter, and uh, I I beat him pretty good. And then I I won my first nationals, and and it it, it felt amazing, honestly. Like it could be the the best feeling I've ever felt on court, winning under twelve nationals. It felt so good at the time. <laughs> I, love, I love the idea of just imagining twelve year old you because we just did the boys twelves USTA level one. And yeah. it was our second day of the tournament. And, you know, second day is when people really get into it. And it was the afternoon session. We were so mm-hmm. far behind on the court schedule, but no mm-hmm. one was complaining because parents would come up to us and they'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. We see the moon ball match happening on court six. Like, we totally yeah. get it. And I'm like, oh, that was you. Like, you yeah. were the uh, – I mean, yeah. this kid – it was straight like his intensity. You would have loved it. This kid was going nuts and like points one mean mug, 
points yeah. lost straight tears like oh it was oh, yeah. delightful oh, yeah. so emotional in the 12th <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly and so those yeah. are the formative moments i'd love to see well then last one question for you when team when fans watch kentucky compete this season what do you want the takeaway to be i want them to get loud uh <laughs> i want to pump them up i want to make that 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 we call it the dungeon in there uh, i want it to make it a zoo i want it to get rowdy in there i want it to be loud i want no one to know what's going on i want it to be chaotic and i just want to compete that's i just want it to be crazy in there yeah i love it well again liam it's been such a pleasure to watch you compete in college tennis sincerely it's a better sport when you're there um you know if you want to throw the match if you play a fenty or a styler like will i say no (laughs) no uh but always appreciate watching the wildcats compete and obviously looking forward to a big season from all of you this year Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. This this was fun talking about it all, and uh, we'll do it again sometime for sure. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk post-NCAAs, right? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thanks, Liam. All right. Thank you. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with the University of Kentucky's Liam Draxel. A huge thank you to him for taking the time to chat. Obviously, college tennis, a significantly better place when Liam Draxel is playing. So I know I speak for all of us fans when I say we are looking forward to seeing him compete in 2022 and, of course, wishing he and the Wildcats success whenever they step onto the court. But, of course, this is just one piece of our preview of the 2022 college tennis season. If you want to hear from Just about every Power 5 men's and women's head coach you can on our website, CrackRackets.com. You can find the links to every one of our conversations. Of course, you can also find them here on the Cracked Interviews podcast feed. If you want to go hear more about our top 10 men's and women's teams entering the country, hop on over to our Great Shot podcast feed. Matt Stokowiak, Chris Halioris, John Parsons helping me break down each and every squad to ensure we offer you the complete picture entering this 2022 college tennis season. All of that content available on the website, CrackRackets.com. Of course, if you need the more immediate updates twitter instagram facebook youtube we are at crack rackets you want to message me directly i am at great shot pod a shout out as always to our super producers max fligner and daniel westoff for the of an any job they do day in day out with all of that said for our fantastic guest liam draxel our super producers fligner and westoff and all of us here at both crack rackets and the tennis channel podcast network i'm your host alex gruskin you've been listening to another edition of the cracked interviews podcast stay safe stay healthy we'll talk to you all soon Thanks, everyone.